We bless God for everything that has went forth today uh, from the Sunday school teaching all the way through the praise team. Uh, if, you mid, if you missed Sunday school, you missed a lesson. You missed a real good lesson this morning. I was blessed to be able to, to be a part, to be here to listen to it. I'm not going to keep you long today. Uh, I'm going to do my best not to keep you long. Some of you received index cards from the ushers as you walked in, and you might wonder, what's he up to now? And um, I didn't get to make uh, the homegoing service, the funeral, yesterday, uh, but my, my heart has been extremely heavy, and especially over the last couple of months, because our young people are just killing themselves off. Um, and I don't know, I'm just tired. And so today, um, the Holy Spirit put on my heart something that needs to continue to happen Sunday after Sunday is that you take notes. If you see where you messed up in something that I say, or you read in the scriptures, you just be real about that. I need to work on this part right here. And you write that down. If something that you hear that might bless you through the week, might keep you from doing something that you shouldn't do, then you write that down. What, what I'm trying to say and, and the name of today's uh, topic is, if we are going to pull this off, that's what it feels like that we're in a war and sometimes you're just holding camp and you have to say, if we're going to pull this off, if we are going to get the victory in this, then there's some things that we're going to have to do. And, and I'm going to tell you something. I don't believe that it's going to be uh, uh, an, no correctional facility can correct anyone. I believe that power has to begin to disperse from this building into the streets of Lexington and force change to come. And until the people of God are where they are supposed to be, then what we have been experiencing for the last year, year and a half, it will not decrease, but rather it's going to increase. Ain't, ain't, ain't no signs, ain't no signs, thank you, that this is going to end anytime soon. And it is time for the people of God to stop just showing up in church where it's safe, stop gossiping about it on the phones, talking about how it don't make no sense, stop going hard on Facebook posts, but actually, actually get in the fight. And the greatest way, the greatest way that you can get in the fight and be effective in the fight is by first getting in your word. Satan has, 
He's just had his way with us for far too long. And we're losing this battle because of what we don't know. Amen? I want to start today's message by first saying that even with what all I just said, for the first time in a long time, I am excited about what it is that God is calling us to do. I remember being in the military, uh, and it was back in the 80s, and, or the f first part of the 90s, I think, and we was getting ready to fight Panama. We, we had an issue with Panama, and we were kind of, I was just coming out of basic training, and uh, was getting ready to go to AIT, and, and we got our drill instructor, drill instructor came in and said, pack it up, it looks like you're going to Panama to fight. And while some was extremely happy and excited to go fight, I must tell you that I was trying to figure out ways <laughs> to prove that the people didn't need me. You know, you see all these excited people, well, you're not going to miss one more, you know. But today, I stand here ready to tell you, or stand here to tell you that I am excited about the fight and what it is that God what it is that God has called us to do. I'm starting more and more to understand the seriousness of the mandate that is on this ministry. Months ago, actually about a year and a so ago, Sonia, Pastor Sonia taught a Sunday school called The Unlikely Ones. And as I looked around the church back then, as I look around the church now, I still see The Unlikely Ones. But what was powerful about the unlikely ones was that though nobody deemed them special, <laughs> nobody could openly see their power. The reality was they had the power to change a world. And in all honesty, when I sit back and, and I thought about it, it wasn't that I didn't understand the seriousness of the mission of which I was called to, but I think I, what happened was I failed to remember how serious I was going to have to be for such a serious mandate. <laughs> they tell you all of what you can't do when you get saved. They tell you all of what you need to stop once you get saved, but they usually neglect to tell you, you're going to have to be serious. And that might sound like a duh statement to somebody in here, but what I need you to understand that is anytime God has called you for something or to do something, what he has called you to do is serious. And it may seem menial or small to you and I, and that's because when it comes to the things of God, oftentimes we tend to try to understand him and his plan through a natural mindset. And that has never and will never work. Jesus said in John chapter 4, 24, uh, that God is spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And, and let me just go ahead and tell you something right now. Uh, uh, you worship God through your lifestyle. 
Worship, worship is, write this down, worship is coming from where you were or where you are to where he is. I know, I know that you've been taught that worship is, is screaming and shouting and singing and snotting and running around the building and speaking in tongues, but, but worship is simply coming from where you were or where you are to where he is. It, it, is the greatest, it is the greatest act of worship for you to be at a certain place in your life and then have an encounter with Jesus and then begin to be as he was or as he is. There is no greater compliment to God than to follow him in every area of your life. There is no greater compliment, compliment to God than to be in a place that was not so saved, not so right, not so righteous. But through week after week and day after day in prayer and meditating and reading the word, you begin to become who he, who he is. And since it is a lifestyle, Lord have mercy, it is continual. It should be constant. And since it's a lifestyle, it has everything to do with the way you think and the way you understand. And so if you think naturally, you will understand naturally. But if you think spiritually, you will understand spiritually, and you will always eventually operate how you think and understand. Don't nobody really got to tell me what's on their mind. All I got to do is watch you. All I got to do is listen. And, and that is why it is important before you connect yourselves to people in any shape, form, or fashion that you first understand how they're thinking. <laughs> because how they really think and understand will tell you who they really are. Lord, have mercy. That, that, that's why you can't rush the process when it comes to getting to know people. I guess I should say you cannot afford to rush the process when getting to know people because people have a tendency to show you the you that they figured out you want to see. <laughs> they, you know, they know how to say what it is that you want to hear. You've got to be careful not to give intimate details of who you are up to people so quickly in the getting to know them process because if not careful what you have given up that was deep and intimate and sacred and secret they'll begin to use against you you ever been so confused in your mind that when you meet people and you begin to establish relationships with them you begin to tell them things about you that you probably shouldn't tell them so seriously and you so messed up in the head that when they begin to operate simply off what you told them you messed around and said see I knew this was the one for me you you you, you forgot that no silly uh, they, they 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 might not be the one for you they just know what to say because you told them too much in the beginning oh lord <laughs> remember last week we talked about professional mind game players you, you got to be careful of this that's why I dislike that's why I dislike representatives representatives are the put together part of the company it's their job to sell you on the company's product in, in my day we called them spokesmen or spokespeople or people who endorse. 
Today, in the, and especially in the land of social media, they call them influencers. And, and even though I don't like the word influencers, when I think about it and, and, and think about it really strong, that's all advertisement for products has always been influenced to get you to buy whatever it is that they're selling. You, watch this. You have to be careful. You have to be careful about buying what people are trying to sell you in your personal life when it comes to relationships. And not just relationships uh, pertaining to intimacy, but friendships and businessships and, and whatever, whatever it is, you have to be careful and you have to know, the Bible says, know who it is that labors among you. You, 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 you ever see a commercial where, where, the, where the company that is pushing a product has went all out? That's when they hire the best looking models or they spend some bread on, a, on the celebrities and, and, they, and they set the commercial up like, if you buy this particular product, you can't lose because it's life-changing. Y'all ever, ever see those type of commercials? Surely we don't go for them, do we? Uh-huh. I don't tell you the truth. It happened to me once. Uh, it was an Axe body spray commercial. Y'all remember that? It came out in 83, but I didn't get hip to it till like 86, right? And, and, you know, I saw that commercial and, you know, the one where it's, it's two of them they got, you know, one where the guy just sprays the cologne and, and uh, uh, the woman in the elevator, you know, they just fall in love with him. But this is one, though, and I was about 16, 15, about 14, 15, 16, and, you know, and, and it was this one commercial where it was just all of these women from all over the place. They were just running in slow motion. I mean, beautiful, beautiful, voluptuous women. I mean, they were just, just, just from everywhere, from every side of the world. I mean, they were just swimming. They was in the ocean, and there was hundreds of them swimming across the shore. And, and, and all you saw was just women everywhere, just everywhere, just everywhere, just running, running. And then all of a sudden, they show this guy, and he's in the middle of this field, and he's just spraying this axe cologne all over himself, and the women are just running to him and flocking to him and just having their way with him. And I sat there 14, 15, and said, I got to get some of that axe. I got to, I need that axe in my life. I went to the Walgreens and, and this was before they had to hide the cologne and perfume behind the counter. I went to the Walgreens and I opened up a box and I smelled it. And it smelled good and in my mind, I could see why the women were running from everywhere. Today, I don't even like Axe, so they just told me how much that commercial influenced me, right? But I finally got me a bottle of that Axe, and I'm going to tell y'all, I sprayed it all over me before school. I mean, you could smell me a mile away, you hear me? And I remember I was going to Henry Clay at the time, and I was a freshman, I think, a freshman, and, and, and there was a young lady that I was fond of, and she was paying me no attention. And, and, and Miriam, stand up for a second. Stand up, just come on out about three steps. And she was paying me no attention. And, and that day, by right there, and, and, and I, I, you know, I, you know how it is. Uh, I, I comb my hair, <laughs> brush my teeth. I made sure I was ironed, you, you know, because, you know, uh, you know and, and I was feeling confident. You hear me? And, 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 and I saw that girl, man, and I had to walk. I know she probably thought I was some type of stalker, and I was just like, you know. <laughs> and then, I, then when I got past her, I was like, nothing. <laughs> Shh. I've seen her in lunch, you know, 
you know, set on. And all I got was a, boy, what's wrong with you? Back up. And then by the end of the school day, I just said, you know what? She's playing hard to get. She's probably just embarrassed. Let me just go ahead and take the lead. You know, that's what we do as men. We just need to take the lead. And I, I just walked over to her and I said, you know what? You know what? You're going to be mine. <laughs> oh, God. I have never been slapped so hard. <laughs> and, and I realized that I had been played. Now, I, didn't, I wasn't foolish enough to think that it was just going to be droves of women. Just, you know, but I wasn't after droves. I was after one. But right then, I learned that everything, everything is it as how they show you. You got to be careful of those, those representatives. You, you, you ever fall for something or someone thinking that they, thinking one thing, but after you have spent what, uh, or, uh, but after you have spent uh, what or gave up what was valuable, come to figure out that they wasn't what they had sold themselves to be? Let me ask you again. Let me ask you again. Have you ever fell for something or someone thinking that, that, thinking that they were one thing, but after you spent or gave up what was valuable, come to figure out that they wasn't all that they sold themselves to be. Uh-huh. It, it, it would do you some good to let folk prove themselves. It, it would do you some good to take your time when it is that you're getting to know people. I'm excited today about ministry, about what it means and about what it has the ability to accomplish. And I want everyone in here to hear me and hear me good. It is your job when you go out of here to become influencers. That is your job to become influencers. Many of you think that, that uh, people are just to go out and bring people into the church. And, and, and if that was, that was the truth, then we'd have a packed house. But the reality is what you're supposed to do is take the word and go outside of the house and become influencers. Watch this. Not with just what you say, but how you carry yourself, especially with how you carry yourself. You can say anything, but actions tell the story. Amen. It is your job as Christians to be in the word, to be in prayer, and every day go out and be influencers to the world about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The, the reason that we are continuously burying young people to gun violence, the reason that we are constantly hearing about deaths due to drug overdose, the reason that we are hearing all the time of death by suicide is because Satan has this world influenced. And, and, and what's deeper than that is Satan has far too many people who claim Christ influenced. We have a mission, a mandate. And a part of that mission is to, to win souls to Jesus. And, and your success in the area of soul winning will be highly contingent upon your influence. Why? Is the Christian influence so necessary because we are supposed to be the standard? We are supposed to be better. Our, our ways, our lifestyle is supposed to rub off on or influence everyone that we are connected to and come in contact with. So today, Lord willing, I'm going to teach a very simplistic message that if listened to and applied, did you get that? If listened to, 
and applied could literally change your lives for the better and slowly but surely change the lives of everyone that you witness to. There's a reason, there's a reason that many of us might walk out of this house today and or have walked out of this church on a many a Sunday and tried to go witness to somebody to no avail. There's a reason why some people try to get other people to come to church, but no matter how long or how hard they push for them to come to church, the people won't come. There, there is a reason, and the reason is because of the influence. A, a lot of times we want to we try to get people to a place of where we are not yet ourselves. You see, see you, you can't witness to somebody about the power of God if the power of God has yet to play a part in your life. Lord, have mercy. So now you've got to be careful about why it is. Oh, God, watch this. Why is it that you would invite someone to church or invite someone to a Messiah that you have not taken on yourself? Be careful. The Bible, uh, the Bible talks about witchcraft. You, you, you know, well, why, why is it that, that, that you can be in church and hear a message and it's for everybody but you? <laughs> I'm going to teach a very simplistic message. That if listened to and applied could literally change the lives for the better. The Lord put this on my heart last year, last week, and this morning. The first people that we need to make sure is saved is us. Every member of this church needs to be saved, especially the children. The, the, the one group of people that we as adult and adults in age that we as adults and age Christians are without a doubt influencing every day is our children. And the reason why I say adults and age, because a lot of us might be over 21, but whether your children are still young or they may be grown in age themselves, they are the ones most affected by your influence if they are around you. For those of you for those of you who don't have children, please understand that you are still a great influence on your nieces and nephews, the children in your church, the children that you are connected to through your job. And the one thing that we know is these children that they need today is influence, positive influence. And I know y'all thought I was going to say the one thing that they need is God, but, but, but that's a no-brainer. But if we just be real, if we're just being real, most young people aren't studying God right now. And, and they, they are desperate and they are in desperate need of godly influence that will lead them to God. And, and, and we, we, we shake our heads and we have so much to say about the young people today. But the reality is it's really on us because they're just operating from the influence of what we've given them. Some, some of our young people don't fool with God because we don't fool with God. Watch this. We go to church, but we don't fool with God. Oh, good. Lord, have mercy. We go to church, but we don't fool with God. And what I'm seeing is, is a lot of, and especially in this church, is parents, not all parents, but more parents than I care to admit, have a take him or leave him mindset towards God. Thus, he's not priority until you need him. And the biggest problem, are we, am I on social media today? Good. And, and, and the biggest problem with the mindset is they don't understand that that mindset is training their children to have the same mindset with God, thus rendering their children almost helpless when it comes to the strategies of the enemy. Your, or those who train in a faulty manner, 
How do you how do you mean, Pastor? How am I training in a faulty manner when you're claiming Christ, but you doing everything but Christ? We, we, we claim Christ, but 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 we don't we don't we don't go to church, we don't read, we don't pray. But when we do get to church, when we do get to church, on the times that we do get to church and we drag the children with us, we want to be holy in praise and worship. We want to jump around and cry and snot and sing and, and yes, Lord, and all of that. And, and we want to, we got, a, we got a new language in church. <laughs> we, we, we get a new language in church. We get brand new in church. And, and, and our children are sitting back going, who are you? And, and, and as they grow up, as they grow up, what they have learned is that you, that you can go home and be any kind of way you want to be. Do whatever it is that you want to do. Listen, watch whatever you want to watch and listen to. But when you come to church, just play your part for a couple of hours and then we can check church off on the things to do list and we solid. The devil is a lie. Faulty training. And as the children get older, what happens is one of two things. They either begin to operate in the things of God, with the things of God, the same way that you train them, or they don't fool with church at all. Because you, who they loved more than anybody else, kept them in an uncomfortable place with your hypocrisy. Lord, have mercy. Let me say that again. When we take this lackadaisical or this I can take him or leave him type mentality in front of the children, what we are rendering, we are rendering our children almost helpless when it comes to the strategies of the enemy. They've got nothing to fall back on when Satan tries them. And that bothers me. What bothers me to the core about this is that we have people in this ministry who have been coming off and on for a while. So, so they already know this stuff, yet they continue to operate the way that they do. And, all they, and when you operate knowing better, but you continue to operate in that way, all it says to me is you just don't care. And see, it's one thing not to care about your own spiritual well-being, but when you neglect and get in the way of your children's spiritual well-being, uh, well, well, oh Lord, how mercy, that's just straight-up child abuse. Lord, how mercy. I, I want to go over these verses real quick, and, 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 and I'm going to get you out of here. Uh, and I pray that this is a blessing to someone. But I want everybody, to, I want to do a little experiment real quick before I get started. I want you to close your eyes. Uh, and if you got, let's start with daughters. And I want you to think about your daughter going through what you've been through on the strength of the training that they received growing up. <laughs> uh, let's take it deeper. Keep your eyes closed. You got a daughter, and 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 she she's she's over at Camelot, and she's being disrespected on a regular basis. And she she's now picked up a drinking and a drug situation addiction because she has to drink or get high just to make it through the night to let strange men put their hands in places that they don't belong. And then when you think back on it, you can see your faulty training. 
switch it over. You see, you see your son, you see your nephew being shot dead out in the street. And, and, and what, what you can remember is when you played all the gangster music around them, and you played, and, and, and you, never, you never told them about God. You never told them about the things of God. You, you, never, you never, all you can remember is how your training was faulty. You understand what I'm saying to you? Here's, you can open your eyes now. Here's what's blowing me away. Folk ain't thinking about that. See, because the way I see it is if, I, that would drive me to just be so on it from their own for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm not knocking the parents of anybody that's passed away. Don't, don't get me wrong, nothing like that. What I'm saying is that, that we need to start making this a little more real to ourselves so that we can be more real about how we need to get ourselves together. It's your training. Your training is going to, is going to play a major part in how your child operates their life. I know so because I operated, Lord have mercy, from training for years that, that, that wasn't in my best interest. And, and so, so and, and, and what's happening around our city, this small little city, is that we're seeing, we're seeing, and, 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 and nobody is saying, nobody's talking about God no more. Nobody is saying, nobody is pushing scripture no more. We, we have too much of an understanding of wrong. And we have too many people that get it. I, I understand what you're going through, but no, no, no. I don't understand what you're going through at all. And I was out there knee deep in it, and I still don't understand what you're going through at all. And you have to get to the point to where you're just going to take a stance. You have to have an influence. Your lifestyle should have an influence. Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. And we're going to do this through the, through the New Living Translation, and we're going, to, we're going to get through this rather quickly. Don't let all the verses scare you, I promise. We won't be that long. I know today is Tom Brady Day, and we're... <laughs> I, I usually don't pray over sports. He ain't, he ain't never went against nobody like Mahomes, so help me, Jesus. 17, with, with the Lord's authority, I say this. This is the Apostle Paul. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Now, uh, the Aramic and the, uh, the Aramic, rather, the Aramic and the Hebrew and, and the Greek language is extremely rich. Uh, so sometimes Gentile usually means just not Jew. But in this situation, it's talking about uh, uh, those that are contrary to God. The minds... Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. You know anybody like that? That has closed their minds to God, to the things of God, and has hardened their heart against him. So in other words, we have people in the earth realm that no matter what you say to them, no matter what you show them, no matter how you show them, they still ain't with it. They still do not respond. They, they are still going to do what they are going to do. And, and I want you to understand, don't play these type of people petty because they are actually, they can be very dangerous. 
Amen. Verse number 19, they have no sense of shame. Anybody got a, and this is what's deep because, because the Bible tells us to come out from what is not clean, right? But, but watch, I'm going to show you something, and I want you to tell the truth and shame the devil and watch. And remember, God's watching. How many of you got a friend that has no sense of shame? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So some, some of y'all ain't being 100. Mm-hmm. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Now, when you see things like lustful pleasures, you, a lot of times most people just automatically begin to think about sex. If you're a person that every time that you see lustful or the word lust and you just think about sex, that's probably because that's where your issue lies. Because it's talking about more things than just sex when it says lustful, and you understand what I'm saying to you. But that isn't what you learned. In fact, go back to 19. Let's deal with that for a second. Uh, give me 19 again real quick, please. They have no sense of shame. Now, listen, let me ask you something. How, why are the saved people operating with people that have no sense of shame? Well, you know, I'm just trying to win them over to the Lord. Let me tell you something. If you've been saved for a year and you've been around them for a year and they ain't no closer to being saved, then that's not your, that's not your assignment. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and, and here's the thing. I think you're smart enough to know that. So, so since I think you're smart enough to know that, that probably means you're around them because you like being around that. Be careful when you still laugh at things that shouldn't be funny to you. Be, be, be careful about when you defend people who aren't right. Be, you you got to be careful about this. You understand what I'm saying to you? They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly, eagerly. In other words, they can't wait. They full of zeal. You ain't got to coach them. They eagerly, they eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Verse number 20. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Now, if not saved, fine. Because the world, sinners going to do what sinners do. The world is, is full of sin. That's where it's supposed to be. But, but watch this. The Bible is not for the unbeliever. <laughs> it, not, not in the sense that it's for the unbeliever in the sense that you read it, you be transformed, this, that, and the other. But, but the reality is when Paul is writing, he's writing to save folk. Isn't this amazing that he's writing to save folk and he's having to tell them, but this isn't what you've learned about Christ. See, that's how you know he's talking to save folk, uh, or supposed to be save folk, because he says, you've learned this about Christ. Okay? So he's not talking to the world. See, because a lot of times what we do is we hear things that I say or we look at the scriptures and we automatically assume it's outside this door. But he's talking to people inside the church because please understand and understand me, please. The church is going to be judged first. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Give me 21. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned about the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception you ever lusted for something that when you finally got it it operated against you more than for you you you, you ever just knew you had to have it you you lusted after it it didn't even have to be a person you understand what I'm saying to you it could have been a substance it, it, it could have been a job you understand what I'm saying to you? I'm seeing more and more saved people fall victim to this whole thing of, let me tell you something, anything that takes you away from the ways of God is not of God. 
I don't care how much it pays you. I don't care what it, I don't care about its plan. It's, I, if it's not of God, it's not God. Lord have mercy. If, if it turns you away from God, it's not God. So throw off. He says, so throw off because you've not learned this about Christ. Throw, throw off your old sinful nature. You, nothing in the scriptures has taught you to stay the way you were before you knew him. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. Now, here's the situation. Here's, uh, I find this uh, quite interesting. H how is it that we are supposed to be new, but so much so we live still in the former? How, how are we still operating the way that we, see, anybody know anybody to save but still act like they ain't? That's the former. Lord, have mercy. I, I want you to understand something. Anything, anything that you do more than once is a habit. So, 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 so when you begin to, you, you claim that you're saved, but you operate unsaved, you ain't saved. See, see, because, because, because un your unsaved ways that you're still operating in is supposed to be your former. You don't do that anymore. So, so what happens is to people that you're trying to witness to is they become confused because you're, you're saying this. You're saying that this is who you are. You're saying that you knew. You're staying in church, but you, are, you have not changed. The word new means something that is unfamiliar, something that has never been seen before. When, when you, op let me tell you something, every day, because the Bible says that mercies are brand new every day, every day you should be new. Whew. Every day that you walk, I see you today, you should see me now. I see you tomorrow, you should see a more, a more like Christ me. Oh, God, you want to, because it's gradual, it's, it's continuous, it isn't just one big kaboom, it, you know, and, and it doesn't stop. Every day that you see me, you should see something new about me. You see, you know, it was at Walmart, and, and, and um, some, somebody gives me $50 more than what they're supposed to, and, and, and so now the former way jumps up. And, and I said, and I saw, I saw them, they counted it out, and I saw it when they counted it out. They counted it again in front of me. You know it's for Satan. They counted it again in front of me and still got it short, and still got it wrong. And right then, I should have been like, I should have been like, nah, you, you 50 off. But I wasn't. Why? Because I was in the former. You understand what I'm saying to you? I'm, I'm trying to come up. And so, and so, and I'm going, and, and, but I'm battling at the same time. Like, come on, Bishop, would you just, and I'm like, well, she counted it twice, so she, evidently she wants me to have it. And so, and so I walk, I walk out the door, the, the Walmart, I walk out the door, and I get to the car, by the, but by the time I get to the car, I've been busted upside the head so many times, so I done parked over in another spot, and I go back in, and I said, you gave me too much, you gave me too much money. Now I'm operating in who I am now, the new me. The new in Christ. You understand what I'm saying to you? Because there had to be an assassination of the flesh. You understand? So that I could go back in. Because had I not killed the flesh, I'd be 50 up. You understand what I'm saying to you? Satan doesn't stop there. He, the Bible says that he waits for you for a more opportune time. So he comes back about two weeks later and he says, eh, 50 was a little too much. Okay, I get it. And so she gives me $13 too much. And my former kicks in. She must like me. And she wants me to have this. I'm gonna keep his thirteen dollars. This is this is gas to Lexington. I'm, I'm. And then all of a sudden, the new 
the new conviction sets in, you know. I'm going to stop coming to this Walmart. I'm gonna, and I take the money back, right? And so, and, so, and so I'm like, you know, and I'm telling my wife about it all along, all along. I'm going to tell you the truth. No, this is going to tell you a little story about this. It's going it's to get you. So, so, so we're we dealing with these funerals. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so we had someone, had a gentleman that was, he was, he was behind. And so he, they sent me to go get, you know, go get the money. And so I go get the money. And, 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 and the funeral guy, he, he puts a large amount of money in there. And he says, he's so messed up. He says, he says I, whatever it is, just take it out of there. And if I owe you, just call me. You, you've been trying to figure out for a week why, why, why I called you every day all week long. I'm in the former. I said, no, listen, how much does they owe? And she told me what they owed. And it was $425 more. And the car payments due. And I was like, you know what? And this is why I said, I said, this is a blessing because the two times at Walmart, I took it back, one for the father, one for the son. You know. You'll work it out. You understand what I'm saying to you. I'm all 425. I'm heavy in. I am heavy in the former. <laughs> so 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 and I, so then I just and, and this is when you know you're wrong when you don't share stuff. So I don't even tell Miriam. I I'm too scared to spend it, but I don't tell Miriam. I got it in the drawer, hid. You understand? And I'm like, so I'm eating a bowl of cereal, and all I see is 425. But the former is strong. See, sometimes, sometimes it's not as easy to kill the flesh as it usually. Sometimes you can just kill the flesh. But sometimes you got to get down and wrestle and choke hold and strangle the flesh dead. Because I'm like, I'm like, 425. Mm. I'm at work, 425. I done text Norlicia twice a week, twice a day, smoothly though, because I don't want to tip her off that. <laughs> You see the evil? You see how a little leaven leavens the whole lump? You see how a little sin makes a lot of sin? Because now I'm plotting. Now I'm, see, I, I believe in being real. I'm not one of these preachers that just got it all together and I don't have no issues and you ain't got to, no, 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 no. You better pray for your pastor. You better pray for your pastor because I was in the former 425. Y'all looking at me like it, yeah, but y'all know y'all. It'd be a whole lot of new weaves and uh, fresh haircuts and and so and so and so so finally I just I couldn't take it no more. I mean this waking me up out my street 425 just out of my sleep 425 and so I tell Miriam I said because once I tell Miriam it's, it's it's over I said baby I got something to tell you she's like oh lord I was like man that dude at the funeral home he done and I and, and I done had no literature check it three four five times I said. You know, it, but he be making us wait sometime, and that's why I should just teach him a lesson right now. And Miriam just looks at me, and she's like, she doesn't say a word. Don't you hate when the woman just look at you and don't say nothing, and it say it all? And she just, and I said, I'm going to give it back. <laughs> four days. Four days of the former. Wrestling with that flesh. Every type of a, let me know that God is watching this and he is not pleased. And ready to throw it all away for 425. Read the scriptures every day. Pray every day. Speak in tongues. Has laid hands. Seen sick people healed. Has brought demons out of people. And I'm wrestling with God. 
425. You got to be careful. You have to be careful. So you got to throw off your old sinful nature. What was my sinful nature? Greed for money. That's why, that's why I went to prison. I didn't go to prison because I liked to work. I went to prison because I liked a lot of stuff for a little or nothing. For not doing a whole lot. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. Because had we been in the street and you gave me 425 extra, that's just it. I, I didn't even get it. You ain't no even calling me. I'm voicemailing you. Which is corrupted by lust and deception. I was deceived to believe that that 425 was going to bless me. Now, how can you ever be blessed in a curse? Somebody ought to write that down. How can you ever be blessed in a curse? Come on, give me 23. Let's get us out of here. <laughs> Instead, let the new, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And eventually, this is what, you, you see, I told you this last week, and I'm going to stand up. I'm going to double down on it. Don't think just because you struggle with something and you struggle with it longer than what you think or, or people think that you ought to struggle with it that you're losing. No, baby, the fact that you're still struggling with it means that you are, you've not yet given yourself over to it. You've not given into it. As long as you are still swinging, you are still fighting, and the fight is not over. But it is when you decide that this is just what... Now, if I'd have just took the 425 and I said nothing, went on, spent... You know, I got birthday parties coming up. I got, you know, I could, you know if I would have done that, then see, then see... I've not been renewed and the spirit lost. I had, I, I, then I had been deceived. See, see, so, so, so what Satan has done with a lot of us in here is he's made us believe that we are losing or that we're jacked up or that we're messed up because we're still struggling with things that such and such got over with in such amount of time. You don't know if they really got over with that or not. And, and such and such, what they went through ain't none of your business. But the fact that you are still fighting and has just not become a victim to what it is that you're fighting against means that you are still winning. When you, you ain't losing until you give up. You, you're not losing until you just surrender over back to your former ways. So you have to let the spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Let me tell you something. Fall back on what you're learning about Christ. Well, we're trying, we keep trying to figure out, why do I keep messing up? Because you're not being renewed by the Spirit in your thoughts and your attitudes. Because as a man thinketh, so if I got a thought that is constantly contrary to the way, to the way of God, then I have to renew that thought. I've got to put scripture on that thought. I've got to pray. I've got to fast on that thought. That thought cannot have the power that it is trying to operate in. And once you can change your thoughts, it automatically changes your attitude. Your, your, your attitude is just a series, is just one big bundle of your thoughts. So when I see slick mouth people, nasty people, I'm just, I'm understanding there's a lot of thoughts that you go through to be able to say some of the things that come out of your mouth. Give me 24. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. We are to be like God. That's not popular, but it's real. And the reason that it's not popular is because in order to be like God means you can't be like you. In other words, to be like God means you have to give up your carnal desires, the things that, you know, because the reality of it is, and this is sad, but, but, but anybody remember before you were saved that you actually liked everything that you'd done that was wrong? 
the relationship was no good, but it pleasured you. The, 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 the money was, you, you see, so, so, so you've, got to, you've got to put on this new nature. You've got to put on this new nature, and you've got to be like God. And if you're going to be like God, then you can't be like you. You, you don't have a say in it. You don't even have a thought in it. That's why he says in Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He don't even care about what you think about it. Just, here, I don't even need your thinking. In the, in the rooms, we used to call it stinking thinking. We don't, I don't even need your thinking. Just think like God. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Don't even, don't even think. Don't even think. Be like God. Be like God. Truly, truly righteous and holy. And, and you're going to have some people that don't like you for that. And there's going to be some people that leave you for that. But those are the people that are, are not supposed to be connected to you anyway. Those are the people that's been holding you in the spot that you've been handicapped in for so long anyway. See, 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 holiness does a whole lot for you that you don't really pay attention to. Holiness will get your haters away. <laughs> yeah, ho holiness, ho holiness gets your haters away. Holiness gets people away from you that don't need to be around you. Holiness protects you. Lord, have mercy. Give me, give me 25. We're going to get through this real quickly. So stop telling lies. Woo! If that's you, write it down. Just, 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 just put L or something if somebody's watching your paper. Well, I don't lie that much. Then you lie. I lie every now and then. Then you lie. I lie for certain reasons. You lie. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't, no, ain't no white lie. Ain't no color lie. It's just a lie. You understand what I'm saying to you? So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And if we continue to lie and operate in the former ways, guess what? We lose influence. We lose influence. The first time that you lie and you're supposed to be saved, you lost influence. They are now, everything that you say to them, unless you can show them in the Bible, they are second-guessing you. This thing is serious because, because they might be coming to you to save their life. And so I'm watching everything that you say, and I'm watching everything that you do. Some of you will be the only Bible some people read. What do your scriptures say? Do your scriptures say that we can lie every now and then? We can steal every now and then? You know, we can lay up every now and then? Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. I ought to be able to trust you enough to tell you whatever's going on with me. That should be the freedom in the room. That should be the freedom in the room. Nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. We, we can't even trust each other with our, with our, with our issues, though, can we? Because if, if, we, if we tell each other what's going on with each other for real, for real, we'll hear about it next week. If I tell you about it, are, are you going to do what you're supposed to do? Because you're supposed to pray with me and pray for me, not pray on me. Not manipulate my weakness against me. I told you that so that you could help me. For we are all parts of the same body. To, you, to do you wrong is to do her wrong. 
To do you wrong is to do, is to do you wrong. Because why? We are all parts of the same, the same body. Give me 26. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Some of y'all need to let it go. Some of you have been mad too long. Some of you are holding grudges. And love holds no grudge. Love holds no grudge and love does not keep track. Love, hold, love holds no grudges and it does not keep track. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Control you. You're, and, but it tells you uh, in another version it says be angry but do not sin. That's what it says. Be angry but do not sin. So how do we sin? So, so anger is a natural emotion. It's okay to be angry but don't let it cause you to sin. You see. And, and, and in fact, if you're not operating in your former ways, then you're operating in your new ways. So when you get angry, they ought to see something new. You know, instead, you know, you know, if you're known for going up somebody's head when they made you angry, and now all of a sudden, you know, they made you angry, and you and you you'd be like, you know what, I, I don't know why you did that, but I'm gonna pray with you and pray for you, and and I'm gonna let that go, and I forgive you. Man, you just did a mountain of you just gained some influences off the chain if not from the person that did you wrong, but from, from the people that are watching you. But if you just do what you normally do, then what's, what influence is that? So, so don't, let, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Look, get that stuff over with. Talk about that stuff and be done with it. Go to bed mad. Wake up mad. <laughs> Setting yourself up for failure like that. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Isn't that another version that it says, don't give room to the enemy? Don't give, don't give place to the enemy. How many of you are guilty of that? Tell the truth and shame the devil. If you just be honest, you give too many opportunities for the devil to come into your life. I'm going to put my hand up. I'll start it out. I'll first that motion. How many, I mean, really, just think about it. How many times do you actually set yourself in a situation for Satan to come in and then trip because he's there. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Let's go, 28. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Take the money back, Steve. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Oh, boy, that's a sermon. Go to 29. I ain't got time to even get into that. Don't you, okay, here we go. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything, here's where I wanted to be. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those, come on, who hear them. Don't you know that as a Christian, as a saved person, everything that comes out your mouth should bless somebody? Watch this, even when it's hard. Even when it's hard. See, see, don't get that twisted. I'm not saying that, that every, you know, everything coming out your mouth is candy land. Sometimes you've got to check your brother and sister in love. But everything that you say should, should, you know, you should, should, should bring, the, in another version it says it should bring grace to the hearer. Grace is favor. It should bring favor to their hearing. It should, it should bless them in where they're at. And you should have a word for wherever they are at that moment. And that, and that word should be able to, to, to deal with them wherever they are at that moment. It, it gives them favor. It gives them aid. It, gives, it makes them better. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, 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 so, and guess what that does? It leaves influence. 
Every time, I, I don't know what y'all talking about, because every time I see such and such, they have influenced me. They, they, you know, they leave me, they got a good word for me. They, they are positive. You see what I'm saying? Isn't it a sad thing that in 2021, the unsafe people are more positive than the... These things ought not be so. Give, give me the next verse. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Underscore that one. Do not bring sorrow to, the Holy, to, to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember that he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. He says, look, I see you differently now. And I call you mine. I call you. He said, what did he say? Come out from those that are, that are not clean and I will call you sons and daughters. I have identified you as my own. So don't, don't displease me. Don't, don't depress me. Don't bring me down with the way that you're living. Because why? Way back in the earlier verses, I said, why? Because that's not what you learned from Christ. It's not what you learned. So, so we're not going to lie no more. We're not going to have filthy mouths. We're not going to talk about things that don't matter. That's, let me tell you something. Be careful about just talking about things that don't matter all the time. Talking about things that ain't your business anytime. These things will hold you up. And what happens is we, we begin to operate, we, we fail to operate in the new mind, which creates a new you and a new us. And the reason why we, that banner could easily say, same mind, same me, same us. What, 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 what we're going to do for the next couple of months here at, this, at, at the Unity Worship Center is we're going to try to embed in you uh, 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 the reason why you should always operate holy. Why, if you saved, if you come to church, if you are a child of the king, then you should be operating like that 24-7. See, Satan does not take vacations. Why do you? Satan takes no breaks. You can't either. You know, I just don't feel like, you know, I'm just going to chill. I, you know, I'm, I'm going over, I ain't going to read. I'm not, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to enjoy myself. We take too many breaks. Do not displease the Holy Spirit with the way that you live. Do not train your babies wrong with the way that you live. Do, do not train the drug addict down the street wrong who, who's depending on you to actually make it. Because you was once a drug addict, and if you can beat it, then you give encouragement to them that they can beat it. And everything that comes out your mouth, because God saved you from being in that type of a situation, should bring grace. How so many saved people mad? How so many saved people nasty? If you are saved, I mean, shouldn't you be happier that you're saved? I mean, it was not too many moons ago that you were saying, the hell that you was in. And then he brings you out of the miry clay, and, 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 and you don't got no type of influence that's positive? Lord, have mercy. Come on, let's finish it up. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander. Oh, y'all better be right. I better be, oh, y'all better be right. Y'all better be right. You better be right. And get rid of all bitterness, bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. Let me tell you something. It can be true, but it ain't your truth to tell. <laughs> Church folk good at that. 
It could be truth, but it ain't your truth to tell. Shut up. Gossiping is a sin. As, and then he goes on and says, as well as all types of evil behaviors. So, so in other words, if I didn't name you up there, you name your tune. Write it down. I need to get better about this. See, and if you don't do these things and you don't really care about where you are, and there's no need to, there's no need to come to church if you don't care about where you are. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. I, I am amazed at how mad people can be in the house of the Lord. In the house of the Lord. I am amazed at how many, at how many just, just, just bring their attitude. Come on, attitude. You come in here with me, and I bet, that, bet not nobody say nothing to me today. I'm amazed in the house of the Lord. Because what you're saying is, you're going to put up with my former whether you want to or not. See, see, here's the reality. If it's always, then it ain't your former. It's who you are. Lord, how much? Give me the last one. It's the last one. Instead, watch this, and it's going to be hard. Be kind to each other. Why? Because we don't do that much. Be tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. But we can be some of the most unforgiving people in the world. Forgetting what, what we were forgiven of. You know, it's, it's part of my words that I make up in my own dictionary. You know, Christ needs you. It's when you get saved and then you get forgetful. You, you don't remember how you used to be a mess. And, and, and you don't remember how you needed folk to forgive you. But now somebody is needing your forgiveness. How many of you are dealing with that right now? You don't even have to, you ain't even got to put your hand up because I can feel it in the atmosphere. So some of you got some people that just need to be forgiven and you have yet to do it. And that is a power that's being held over you, not them. And, and the Bible tells us that if, you know, and, and if you're not forgiving them, then you ain't forgiven. That's a cold piece of work, isn't it? You know, you know forgive, let's, let's, let's not be forgiven. Uh-uh. I, I, I ain't got time for you to be wrecking me. I'm going to forgive you. And because I forgive you don't mean I got to fool with you, but I do got to forgive you. I do got to forgive you. And have you, has anybody ever honestly forgiven somebody? Don't it feel good? You know, and it might not because, you know, for me, I'm going to be real with you. It's just because I didn't have to deal with the thought anymore. I let that go. So when I let that go, I let them go. And we cool. I'm better. I'm lighter. I have less to, to aggravate me. I don't see people when I walk down the street, see them, and, and get some type of way no more. No, I'm, I'm cool. I forgave you. And you don't even got to, you don't, you don't got to like me. You see what I'm saying to you? Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Stop being bitter. Let it go. So some of you are blocking your greatest blessings because you are bitter. What if God gave you a million dollars, but it took 900999 to save your enemy's child? Would you do it? It would take everything to save your enemy's child's life. Would you do it? But you're supposed to. You see, be tenderhearted. See, I, I can forgive you. I can say that I forgive you, and that's easy. But I, I want to be able to forgive you and feed you if you need it. You see what I'm saying? 
I want to be able to forgive you and feed you if you need it. I want to forgive you and come through for you if, 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 that's, if that's what's And we still ain't got to be cool. We still ain't got to be cool. I'm, you and your family need help. We ain't, no, we're not going nowhere. Here's the food. God bless you. And mean it. And don't tell nobody. That's the big part right there, ain't it? And don't tell nobody. I'm so sick of when people get mad at people. Yeah, you know what? They didn't think about that when I. <laughs> well, there, there that blessing went. So, so here's what I want to ask you. We're done. Here, here's the whole, here this comes the whole thing. And I want you to raise your hands. I want you to keep them up so I can see because I'm, I'm a little stiff today. My neck's messed up, so I ain't moving as fast as I usually do, okay? So I don't try to play no game. How many people in the building are saved. I don't know. I want to see. This isn't a trick thing. I'm not tricking you. I know some of y'all know me and you think I'm tricking you. Okay. Boom. Boom. Okay. Now, how many of you operate saved daily? Okay. Scary ratio. Scary ratio. But it's okay because it's about honesty. It's about being for real about where we are. Here's another question. How many of us want to be saved? Want to do the right thing. I want to be saved. I want to do the right thing. I want to. Let me see your hands. Let me, I, want to, I want to be that guy. I want to be that great woman of God. I want to. Let me look back here. You want to be saved. Amen. Okay. Can I tell you something? For those of you that, just, that you really want to be saved, you can be. I promise you can be. Pastor, I've, I've tried. Well, my advice is very simple. You ready? Keep trying. Just do what the books say. Here's the deal. If you do what the books say, you can't go wrong. I don't care what nobody tells you. If you do what the book says, you can't go wrong. You are successful as a child of God, as a Christian, as, 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 as a man and woman of God, if you do what the book say. And I want you to understand something. It's going to cause some problems. It's going to cause some problems. Because not everybody is ready to, to write their lives. Not everybody's ready to write their lives. But Jesus said, remember we talked about this. He said, I did not come to bring peace. I came with a sword, and I come to cut you away from anything and anyone that's going to keep you from serving me. Whew. Jesus says, you don't get to use your family as an excuse. He says, I I'm cutting mother from daughter. I'm cutting son-in-laws from father-in-law. You know, he he's going through it. You know, he says, I'm cutting everything that's going to stop you from being with me and serving me the way that you should. So it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. But you got to be tired of losing. You got to be tired of just halfway being all right. Because just to be halfway all right, I mean, you ain't all right at all. So I want to do something special today. I want to invite you, no matter 
though you say you've been saved, though you've been saying it for years, and this is the one time, and I want you to catch this, I want you to really catch this. I, don't, I, want, I, want, I, want, I want to delay our movement because I want everybody to catch this. I, I just want you to catch this. I want you to catch this real good. If you desire, if you desire to be saved for real, and listen, don't be ashamed if, if you, and I want everybody paying attention, this is important, this is important. This is not the time, this is not the time for a lot of movement. I want you to catch this because this is, this is gonna be the game changer. This is what he told me this morning at 538. This is going to be the game changer. This is going to be the game changer. If you want to be saved, and, and, and when you, if you come down, but listen, when you come down, when you come down, don't come to me. Come to the altar. Get this now. Here's a, here's a hit. This is, this is very important. This is very important. And, 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 and this, is the, this is what you got you to decide. You got to decide. I'm going to come down. I'm going to give my life to Jesus, right? But every moment, I am going to be conscious of what I said. The Bible says that it is better to not make a vow than to make a vow when I keep it. Get this. God is not looking for you to change years overnight. So he doesn't think that you're going to come down here and be like Vieth and thou with overnight. That's not, you don't have to worry about that. But you do have to be serious about, about the things of God. You got to be serious. So, so I'm going to open this altar. I'm going to open this altar. And, 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 and. And I'm going to, as you're on the altar, I'm going to pray. But in your mind, I want you, if you're coming down, I want you to be like, I want, this is your mindset. I'm serious. I'm so serious. God ain't looking for you to speak in tongues. He's not looking for you to lay hands on the sick. He's just looking for your obedience. And he knows, he knows it's not going to be easy. He knows there's going to be some times that's going to challenge you. He knows that. But, but, but what he's wanting you, what he's wanting you to do is just to say, but I'm going, boy, I'm getting ready to give this everything I've got. I ain't claiming I'm going to be perfect. I ain't claiming I'm never going to mess up. I'm not going to claim that I'm not going to drop the ball. But what I'm telling you is that I'm going to give this everything that I've got. Now, in the streets, we, we prided ourselves on being real. You know, we keep it 100 and all of that. How did we get to the church and then all of a sudden it'd be okay to be fake? There's not a problem that you have that God can't solve. There's not an issue that you find yourself in that God can't do something with. He's more than enough. He's better than able. And so if I have anybody in the building today, anybody in the building today, that desires, that desires to be saved for real. I'm talking about when you walk up out of here, it is a new day. It is a new day. You can take, you're gonna have the same problems, you're gonna have the same haters, you're gonna have the same issues. The difference is you're gonna be looking at it from a different perspective. You're gonna deal with it from a different perspective. You understand what I'm saying to you? You're gonna deal with it from the word of God and not and no longer from your flesh. So if there's anybody in the building today, if there's anybody, I'm talking about this could be the day that the Unity Worship Center, it begins to just shift in a monumental way because, er, because the people of God, because the people of Unity said, I'm ready to be the people of God. Whew. 
I don't care what your title is. I don't care how long you've had it. I don't care if you speak in tongues. I don't care if you know Hebrew, Latin, or Greek. I don't care about any of that. If you sing, listen, listen, I need to get this thing all the way. See, because here's the reality. He's coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. We are in these last days, and we have to be serious, and we have to be focused, and we have to be bona fide. We have to be tried and true. We cannot be playing games with this thing at all. And so, and so I'm looking. Uh, God is looking for people that are saying, send me. I will go. If we have anybody in the building today that says, I want to be saved for real. No more playing. We offer you the invitation to come on down. We offer you the invitation to come on down. Listen, I'm not doing, I'm not doing a backsliding prayer because I'm starting to feel some type of way. Bless the Lord. Uh, I'm starting to feel some type of way about backsliding. I'm, I'm studying that and I don't know how much I'm, how much I'm into that word. I don't, I don't know. But, but if you want to be saved, whew, I want to be saved. I want to be saved. Listen, if the ushers, if the ushers want to hit the altar, you can hit the altar. Everybody know they way to the altar. Hallelujah. We'll, we'll, we'll work for you. I'll get y'all covered. We, I, I, if the musicians want to hit the altar, I want you to hit. This is not one of those times where God is saying, I'm going to meet you where you are. This is not one of those times. This is one of those times where extreme, extreme uh, uh, discipline and obedience is necessary. I want to be, I want to be saved. I want to be saved. I'm, just think about that. I want to be saved. I want to be saved from the madness. I want to be saved from the hell. I want to, I want to be saved from the corruption that is constantly contaminating my mind. I, I want to be saved from myself. I want to be saved from my bad attitude. I want to be, I want to be saved. I want to be saved. I want to be okay. I want to, I want to smile from my spirit. I want to, I want to laugh. I want to have joy. I don't, I don't want to wake up broken every day. I don't want to, I don't want to keep chasing things that don't matter, that don't got no value, and I, I don't want to keep being usable to people that don't care anything about me. I, I want to be saved. I want to be, I want to be saved. I want to be set free. I want to be loosed. I want to be, oh God. Oof. This is the day. 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 And let me tell you something. You don't even have to, you don't have to be a member of this church because this is kingdom. This is kingdom. This isn't about competition or getting people to join. If you belong to another church, get, get saved. Go back to that church and be on fire for that church. You understand what I'm saying to you? I just want to see you saved. I want to, I want to be saved. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to second guess me no more. I don't want to be ashamed of me no more. I don't want to, I don't want to operate in, 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 in a discipline, in a life with no discipline. I want to, I want to be saved. I want to, I want to train my children. I want to train my children the right way. I don't, I don't want to go see my children in a, in a, in a penitentiary. I don't want to lay uh, uh, roses on my child's grave. I, I, I want to be saved and I want to be, I want to be a, an example, an example of what saved is. Lord, have mercy. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to understand this. I want you to understand this. When I say saved, that means from something. Whew, Lord, have mercy. Did you hear me? 